Hello and welcome to Nutra Champion, a podcast series where we speak with experts from the health and nutrition industry. I am Ting Ming, the editor of Nutra Ingredients Asia and the host for this podcast. Since 2019, we have featured researchers, health practitioners, policymakers, and for the year of 2024, we are going to focus more on the business aspects of the nutraceutical industry. And so, we will be speaking with more business leaders to find out their views and insights on what it takes to run a nutraceutical business, including the unique opportunities and challenges in the specific market categories that they operate in. Nutra Champion is available in all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Our second guest for this year is Kostav Paliwa, Senior Vice President at Master Blaze, an India-based sports nutrition company which was founded by Kostav in 2012. Master Blaze is owned and managed by Bright Life Care, which is also the company behind India's nutraceutical e-commerce and offline retailer HealthCut. In recent years, there has been an unprecedented demand for creatine both in and outside of India which Kostav would tell us more about, as well as his journey into the sports nutrition realm from his electronics engineering background. Hello, hi Kostav. Hey, hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How have you been? I've been good. That's great, that's great. Thank you for taking the time to join me on this podcast. Nice background that you have. (laughs) I wanted to show you this. This is our muscle blaze room. Okay, so we have got our products here, our t-shirts, and uh, all the trophies that we have won over the year. Yeah, I like the background. The yellow color is really very bright and yeah. um, it lights out the whole place. Correct. So yellow, black, and gray are our three colors of the brand. By the way, we are, just for your information, we have also started podcast. We have already released uh, two, our, two of our episodes. Uh, so uh, we are doing it in India and what we are doing is we are bringing uh, sports achievers uh, to the foreground and uh, t- talking to them so that more and more youngsters see their story, get inspired. Let's say somebody who has done extremely well in hockey, somebody who has done extremely well in bodybuilding, somebody who has done extremely well in probably table tennis. Right, uh, so we are getting all of those people on the podcast and talking to them through their journeys. And we hope that youngsters, somebody who's a 15 year old, 16 year old kind of takes his lessons from there. And if he or she chooses that path, then he has some kind of light on what it takes to become the champion of that particular sport. I see. Great, great. What's the name of the podcast? Maybe our um, listeners, they would also like to uh, listen to it as well. So it's on our uh, YouTube channel by the name of Muscle Blaze, right? So uh, same name so, as the company. Yes, same name as the brand name. So we are keeping it simple and uh, it's on the same channel. I see. So it's only on YouTube. Do you all have it on uh, maybe um, other podcast channels? No, no. So we are right now working on that. Uh, but currently it's on YouTube. Uh, the current focus is to get into the... Uh, you know, the whole routine of podcast at a certain pace uh, because uh, once we have a collection of 15 to 20 podcasts and then we will start to have dedicated channels and on all the platforms like Apple Podcast, Spotify and others. Sure, sure. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah, so for a start, right, for this podcast, right, it's very much about finding out, you know, um, what are some of your thoughts of the industry, of the business, and also your day-to-day role? Maybe you can kick us off with this. Um, you are the senior VP at um, Master Blaze. Yeah, so uh, could you share, like, what are some of the uh, day-to-day roles? Mm-hmm. So uh, I've been around, I started the brand about 11 years ago, right, from point zero, and we are very proud uh, that from that point in 11 years, we become the number one sports nutrition brand in India. Right, and I've been at the helm of the brand right from the start. So I've seen the journey from, uh, again, zero to uh, the run rate that we do today. Right, Uh, so day-to-day task, uh, what I look after is the complete, the growth strategy of Muscle Bliss. Right, Uh, that encompasses uh, basically four main pillars. Uh, 
one is uh, the products right how are the current core products doing uh, what is our new product development strategy right uh, what are the new trends that we need to catch upon uh, what are the tweaks in the current core products that we require in order in order to cater to the changing demands of the consumer uh, then uh, any clinical studies or or the proven studies which are going on for current products or new products so that that's with respect to the product uh, portfolio uh, in the same uh, sense we also work with our r&d team the whole research part comes under this purview right so we are constantly working with them in terms of getting the new formulations in uh, checking for the old formulations with respect to proving their ingredients proving their results right and also uh, we have this thing called innovation day uh, which happens uh, every once in a quarter uh, where r&d team and brand team both are supposed to come back with the new trends in the category right and they both present their pov in terms of what is going on in the category what are the changes in consumer demand uh, what are the new products that uh, anybody has produced in the industry maybe someone in brazil someone in us someone in australia someone in uk so we kind of mull over all of those these developments and see if any new thing is valid uh, for our consumer set right so that's with respect to product uh, second is uh, marketing and marketing encompasses everything uh, all the activities that we do to reach out to the consumer so again that is further divided into performance marketing and uh, atl marketing or brand marketing as we call it so performance marketing is basically working on the mid and the lower funnel which is about converting the upper funnel that we have gathered uh, largely activities done on the google platforms uh, meta platforms uh, instagram shorts etc right uh, seo scm uh, keywords uh, remarketing all of that right so that's pretty basic and uh, it's kind of more towards getting the sales uh, brand mar- marketing encompasses all the activities that we are doing to fill the upper funnel right uh, where there are again four to five pillars uh, one is influencer marketing influencer reach so, uh, so we are very very uh, heavy on the influencer reach part of the consumer and we work very very hard in terms of finding out who are the new and upcoming creators who are doing extremely good job at reaching their audience uh, uh, we we take care of the existing relationships of the influencer and creators uh, we look at uh, how fluid their journey is in terms of getting the education out to the consumer on how to educate consumers on various categories how to take the product uh, what is the right way to do it uh, what to take care of etc and how they give their coupon codes out and whether it is converting into sales or not right uh, so that's influencer outreach uh, then we also do a lot of btl activities we do gym activations we do event activations we go to all the marathons in india there are about four to six big marathons in india that we take care of uh, we do about 250 to 300 gyms every month that we cover Uh, in terms of activities that we do in the gym uh, then we also cover uh, fitness areas like dance classes zumba classes right we also go there so we have about 150 to 200 such locations every month right uh, so that is with respect to btl then uh, we do an ad campaign every now and then roughly once in 6 months uh, which is about growing the category and motivating people to adopt fitness as their lifestyle and uh, our motivation campaigns are generally which happen once in january and once in july right so they coincide with the high demand periods of the category right and we encourage people to adopt fitness and change their life in a certain manner uh, that is our motto for advertising uh, so these three are the major components uh, yeah uh, the third part that we take care of uh, as svp is the sales of uh, product from various channels right so we have our own website and our own app uh, mb.com musclebase.com uh, is the website and muscle is the app which is available both on android and iphone and apple uh, so that is taken care of uh, then we have channel other channels like amazon flipkart 
blanket uh, swiggy etc right so which comes under e-commerce channel uh, then we have a direct uh, channel our own sales team which goes to supplement stores and uh, keeps our product there uh, so that, that takes care of the all the supplement stores that we have and then we have a gtmt team which takes care of the major modern trade outlets like uh, big chemist chains uh, big grocery chains where consumer go and pick the product so that largely encompasses the sales part and the last part is expansion so market expansions is uh, the last part that i look after uh, so that uh, kind of includes uh, we are very glad that we recently launched in singapore it's our fourth month and we have got yeah. very very good traction uh, in singapore the consumers are liking the product they are there liking the promise that we are giving which is of better absorption our marquee product biozorb uh, has now crossed the first milestone that we wanted it to cross and we are getting very good nps scores uh, we have uh, protein in the form of biozyme performance and iso 0 which are differentiated based on the percentage of protein that they have iso 0 is a 81% protein product and biozorb performance is a 68 to 70% protein product and both are based on a proprietary enzyme blend which has been clinically proven to provide more protein absorption per scoop right uh, so that is that is being accepted really really well by our beloved singapore audience then we also have our creatine product uh, in singapore which very soon will get revamp because again we have gone into the r&d of creatine and uh, we have worked upon creatine in terms of increasing its absor- absorption in the blood for every scoop you take so that's a new technology which we are calling creamp because it's an amplified uh, creatine absorption so it's called creamp creamp uh, would be launched in india in next two months and would be entering singapore in next four months period yeah yes right? you you also mentioned about this i think during our growth asia summit last year in correct. september yeah absolutely correct and uh, so uh, but but uh, the current creatine product is already live in singapore and uh, we would be also launching couple of more products uh, that singapore audience has been asking for uh, for example we would be launching our pre workout rat x uh, very soon in singapore and then we will have two traditional indian herbs uh, by the name of ashwagandha and shilajit uh, because we come from the root of india and we understand ayurveda really really well uh, so consumers were asking um, would you have those products in uh, singapore so we would be launching them very very soon um could you tell us more about the back story behind this um why did you begin this yeah yeah so uh, that's a very interesting question thing so uh, the environment was uh, that gym was kind of uh, the macro environment was the category was kind of in a very early years of taking shape in india right uh, Uh, there were very few people who went to the gym and even lesser people who were taking protein supplements right uh, but it was still kind of the fire was starting to ignite and uh, uh, particularly male audience was getting attracted to this idea of fitness where you can go inside a space which is full of machines and then you can work out to grow your muscles so so that was uh, the early 2000 period where the gym category was kind of taking shape Uh, right and i personally uh, was of course part of that wave right uh, and as a consumer of gym and uh, getting my diet in of course the big part was to have a protein supplement in your diet regimen uh, the gap that i saw was the indian market had a huge problem with the availability of protein supplements right uh, the ma- market was dominated by us origin players like uh, optimum nutrition dimetize ultimate nutrition the problem was there was a lot of fake in the market of all of these brands right and uh, the availability was an issue that you don't know at which shop you will get an authentic us based protein supplement right and even if you pay full money you have no idea and no way to check whether it is authentic or not and uh, there was no indian player who was giving a stable authenticated product in india so that is where we felt the need that if this is a problem with me everybody else we interviewed around and you won't believe that 99% of the people are facing the same problem right and that is where we thought that we need to start a brand 
in india who ensures that authentic product reaches the consumer right and all the steps of uh, integrity and quality are maintained throughout the supply chain and that is where we started muscle blaze so that was the initial first part of phase 1 as i may call it of muscle blaze so we started the brand in 2012 august 2012 Uh, is where we started it, and uh, we had uh, a very good start. People started to accept us, uh, and uh, people started to appreciate that there is a consistency of availability. There is a consistency of authentication. We were giving protein certificate certificate with every batch, uh, so that was the very first. Uh, uh, another interesting thing that we did. So we are we are we at Mercedes are very proud of the very first things we have done in this industry. right uh, so back in 2014 we implemented a system where you can scratch a code on each jar or you can scan it and uh, there is a code behind the scratch right so once you put in that code whether on an sms message or on our website you will know that when was this batch made uh, what was the quantity what was the flavor what is the expiry every information about that batch was available right and uh, this technology we borrowed from a player who was doing it for very expensive pharma medicines uh, in us and across the globe right so that technology was available for the pharma industry but we brought in to the nutrition industry for the very first time and we were very very proud of doing this uh, because this was the first ever we have ever heard in the nutrition industry right uh, although the circumstances pushed us to do it because as i told you that the whole starting point was the authentication was a huge issue right so we really wanted to give this comfort to our consumer uh, that anything that you buy from muscle blaze is totally authenticated and is coming directly from the source and one way to give him that proof was to give him a scratch code uh, which was covered with a layer so you know that if the layer is there nobody else has scratched it and you were the very first person to do it we had yes. also built in the checking mechanism in that so for example if somebody authenticates it for the first time and then the box gets passed on just hypothetical situation the box gets passed on and the sticker is being used by somebody else then the message will come to you that this particular product has been authenticated already before on this date by this number and this is getting authenticated for the second time right so all of those checks and measures were there so we were very very proud that uh, we were the first ever company to do this right uh, so that was back in 2014 15 we had a big campaign around it uh, the phase 2 of muscle blaze uh, uh, or the change in the core principle was that when we started to make products specific uh, for the problems that the category is facing right so the one problem that we saw especially in india was that when consumers started to have whey protein for the very first time they were facing digestion issues because their gut microbiome uh, was not suited or was not ready for such influx of high quality or high quantity of protein in one go right and we worked with the, our scientists our r&d and consumer study which was done at a very large scale going to the consumer understanding how they are having it what are the problems they are facing uh, we realized and uh, we researched that we need to give the digestion support with the product in order for them to consume it without any problem and then we went back uh, and we created a enzyme system to do it then we did clinical studies to prove that it works and as a result of it uh, more protein gets absorbed in the blood and more protein is available hence the higher absorption claim also comes in Yeah, I think this product also won the Nutra Ingredients Asia Award. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, under the sports yes. nutrition category. Yes. yes. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Just covering that, that uh, we were very proud uh, that we participated in 2021 Nutra Ingredients Award uh, with the same product and the same claims, and uh, we happened to be the winner. So, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering, you know, um, aside from having this interest. you know you 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 realize that there is this issue that there is a lack of um protein supplements that is uh indian originated 11 years ago i i mean aside from this um having this motivation to want to launch products right um did you what what was your background back then uh did you like maybe study nutrition or or anything yeah so uh 
so my background is basically academic background is divided into two parts right so one is a traditional background uh, i did my engineering uh, in uh, electronics then i did my mba in marketing right but at the same time i was always interested in the nutrition side and uh, i did my nutrition courses side by side right uh, so i did ace back in 2006 7 right uh, and uh, did my nutrition courses in india uh, again following years in, by in between 2008 and 2010 right so i was always interested in this field and uh, when this startup uh, bright life care started to happen and they were working in this uh, industry so i contacted our founder mr samir maheshwari and i told him that i am very enthusiastic about this particular category and i want to join and we want to start an indian brand and uh, yeah yeah so our frequency matched and then we started to work together in order to get muscle base started was this also your very first job a uh, very first job after mba after mba yes yes oh okay okay so did you work as an engineer previously uh, i worked as an engineer for 2 years and then uh, started doing my mba uh, it's a 2 year course here in india it takes about 20 to 24 22 months uh, uh, in order to complete the course so that i did from 2010 to 2012 and uh, after that i joined uh, health card ah okay i see yeah. i see i see so this is how everything began everything started yes everything started and uh, we said that this is a gap uh, that we both see uh, both our founder and i see in the category and we started to work together in terms of solving the problems one by one and today we have reached where we have reached Yeah, and today the brand is very well known within India and also outside of India. You know, having like more recognition outside of the country. So Absolutely. I'm wondering, like, uh, based on your experience, right? What do you think is unique to running a sports nutrition business? Uh, <laughs> so I strongly believe uh, that's my school of thought that one has to be extremely passionate about the category, uh, because uh, this category, unlike other categories. uh what i have seen most of the success story stories come from highly passionate people whether it is you are passionate about the science of health and fitness or you are passionate about fitness itself uh if that is what you love to do it's a lovely category because then it becomes just a part of your body and a part of yourself right and you don't have to make an effort to come and do a job every day right uh, so people often ask me that it's been 11 years you're doing uh, in the same category etc but i often tell them that you know uh, somebody who's good at something why should they change so for example if if michael jordan is the best basketball player he won't stop playing basketball in the 11th year and start playing baseball right so true, uh, true. Person, <laughs> so person has to excel and if they find their sphere where their interest their love and their profession are matching nothing like it so fortunately for me i i fall in the zone where i have a passion for health and fitness i have a very nerdy side uh, which is uh, you know gets very excited about going into research and going into deep studies of how nutrition works how a particular ingredient works i get very fascinated with what the right nutrition right supplements right combination right habits can do as a result to a person's uh, body right and third it is also helping me earn bread right so all of three things are combining and uh, coming in a zone uh, where i love to work right so and hence that would be my message to anybody so if if you love health and fitness is in, in any sphere and uh, if you have deep interest in uncovering uh, the mysteries of how human body works how nutrition works in collaboration with human body and how a supplementation or or anything added uh, to the human body and routine can change and if you can make a business out of it this is the industry to be in yeah indeed i'm wondering like you know from how do you make the switch from doing engineering into starting out this business was it was it an easy easy choice for you uh i wouldn't so it was very easy in terms of making a choice to do this right uh, but i would say i was very lucky to also find an opportunity yeah indeed right? opportunity uh, yes so uh, 
so how the opportunity came was uh, that i was knocking the doors for the longest time but of course founders are very uh, busy people uh, what i did was uh, i uh, by my own initiative i studied the whole business model of the health card company bright life care company and i made a certain business proposal on how the company should you know look at things and how they should change their business model according to new realities for the next 3 years and muscle blaze uh, as a company or as a brand was a big part of that particular presentation or deck that i made which i when i sent to the founders they were extremely appalled or extremely happy that there is somebody external who is making an effort to give us a 3 year plan you know how does it work and how does it sound right uh, so uh, that is where uh, i got lucky and i got a call and uh, they invited me on to discuss uh, what are my ideas uh, what should we do with the private label what should be the brand behavior what will be the brand ethos uh, what does the new product development look like why should the brand exist right uh, so uh, yeah so one is uh, yeah. it was not difficult for me to choose fitness as a profession right uh, but in terms of finding an opportunity one has to you know knock uh, various instances for various uh, you know opportunities and then figure out what to do uh, but luckily in today's world uh, the environment is very much changed from how it was 11 years ago uh, today there are a lot more uh, opportunities and funds available for startups uh, to kind of present their ideas if you have a certain idea certain niche certain business model which is making sense right you will find backers who will kind of back your old dream and uh, support you with the financial uh, aid in order to start a company yeah and that was a very big huge effort from you as well you know to come up with a three year plan even before you joined the company it was just a yes. business pitch right and Correct. wow that was really a lot of effort <laughs> i think that's that's how the you know the the founder of health card got very impressed absolutely correct so and uh, uh, to be very honest it was uh, it was just a logical step for me so i just placed myself in the shoes that if i was already working in the role how would i look at the things right uh, so i just placed myself mentally that i have already joined the company and we are starting a brand because there is a huge gap there is a problem of authentication there is a problem of consistent supply uh, there is a problem of which shop is selling what now if this is a problem set how should we look at it how what should we approach what should what are the products we should launch what should be the pricing what should be the go to market strategy uh, what would be a differentiation strategy what would be a communication strategy so i just placed myself that i'm already doing this thing and then looked at from that lens and it it just became very obvious then would you give the same advice to you know startups owners people who are looking for funds to support their new strategic business absolutely i would but i would say that uh, uh, once you are making a plan you should deload yourself uh, of all the pressures of uh, finding the funds and all the all, any pressure which is going on and just place yourself that imagine a situation that all the pressures are gone and you are just uh, concentrated on growing the company then how would you behave right uh, bring yourself in that zone kind of make a plan and then you can go back to solving your problems so what it does is it it gives you a very uh, you know insulated zone of operating uh, where there is only one goal which is to finding the product market fit finding the way to reach the consumer and making a business sense uh, which is a bit the positive out of it i see so it's like being focused on um what are some of the ways to grow the business and why would certain approach why would your proposal work so that's one way of you know uh, attracting impressing a potential fund uh, a sponsor uh, investor yeah. correct yes. correct okay. yes and and i'm wondering like um in terms of the some of the trends that we are seeing right now in the sports nutrition business yeah you, you, you could you share like what what are some of the trends that you are seeing at the moment uh well, see i would be best be able to answer this question in terms of the india market uh, uh right uh, so what i see in india market is a couple of very positive things right one is uh, uh, youth participation per 1000 people 
right uh, you know the number of uh, people in young youngsters which is the age group of 16 to 30 right number of people participating in gym related activities or fitness related activities has definitely gone up uh, and it does not seem to be stopping right there are more participants in every gym in every gym you go they have more members on how they had let's say 5 years ago right because trends generally happen in 5 years period so let's let's take that as a as a benchmark right uh, so there are more number of participants second big trend is uh, there is a healthy participation of female audience in the gym activity area or the activity area if i may call it right let's say 10 years ago uh, there used to be almost it looked like a all male club right uh, but now definitely that has changed uh, thanks to all the social medias the instagrams uh, the facebooks etc uh, the whole appreciation uh, for change in uh, human body which is capable by doing exercises and that being adopted by female audience also is a very big positive change that i see happening in the industry right uh, so of course male and female both have their own instruments of the change uh, male prefer gyms female prefer dance classes cardio uh, also strength training Uh, so strength training is also coming up in a big way especially in uh, girls less than 30 25 years of age so that's a very very big positive change very welcome positive change uh, that i see right uh, third in terms of sports nutrition consumption i would say uh, that whey protein has now definitely become a go to supplement right so the, the the breakthrough moment of whey protein has now arrived in india right uh, it was still seen more as a supplement that very serious people take let's say 5 to 7 years ago uh, right uh, protein supplement was taken by somebody who is competing in bodybuilding you know somebody whose life depends on growing muscles right be it a bodybuilder be it some pro athlete uh, you know people like those uh, but now it is now it is kind of becoming the bare basics of uh, your supplement plan Uh, of course the factor here is that india is a protein deprived country uh, because of the food habits that we have a vegetarian diet generally have less amount of protein versus a non vegetarian diet right and appreciation of protein is also a grave concern in india uh, which is yet to change for the mass audience uh, but it is definitely catching up for the uh, activity based audience right so whey protein and uh, the penetration of whey protein is a big trend in india right now a uh, second trend in terms of consumption is uh, we divide the thing we divide our audience into two parts one is the alpha audience and uh, the second is uh, the activity audience uh, the alpha audience is somebody who's uh, who still defines that uh, you know who spends about 4 to 6 days at the gym uh, and uh, whose activity is generally more than 1 hour per day right uh, so this particular audience ha- is now operating in uh, the area of stacks so they generally take two to four supplements per month right uh, so that may include whey protein along with a pre workout along with creatine along with multivitamin omegas right so in their gym bag you will generally fi- uh, find at least uh, two to four supplements right which was almost uh, zilch case about 5 years ago so 5 years ago maximum you will find somebody with a whey protein maybe with creatine right but now it's very very common to find a whole stack number of supplements working together for a certain goal right so that consciousness has come in uh, in, in nutrition uh, the third biggest trend biggest trend uh, which Uh, as a 11 year old veteran of this industry i will tell you i have not seen a trend like that ever before is the rise of creatine it is mind boggling i see what is driving creatine's uh, consumption ah lovely question uh, if only i had a straight forward answer to that uh, but i can give you numbers uh, we have trebled three times our creatine numbers in last 365 days and i can tell you we already had a very big base of creatine right so tripling that amount from a big base is a huge achievement right and uh, uh, and that is what we have also observed thing is across the markets uh, so creatine google searches are greater than whey protein searches in united states uh, they have just topped the whey protein searches in india a couple of months back 
Uh, you won't believe. I don't know whether you see it or not. In Singapore, I keep on tracking it. The creatine searches are higher than whey protein searches, even in Singapore. Right. Uh, so the creatine is kind of becoming a supplement uh, which every gym goer is taking. Uh, you had a lovely question that what is driving it? Uh, I see two to three questions which are which are adding up to this result. One is this is a supplement which works. Right, you get evidence of a creatine working within three to four weeks. Right, versus let's say if you are taking an omega, there is no tangible result that you can attribute to it. If you are taking a multivitamin, some people feel a change in stamina, some people do not. It's very vague. You cannot draw a line uh, that whether it's working for you, not working for you. Uh, so this is one category of supplement which clearly shows you results within the first three to four weeks. Uh, so that is there. So even if you have heard somebody taking it and you try it for yourself, within three weeks it shows that it is evident it is working. Second is uh, of course the whole TikTok and Instagram uh, education which has kind of played out, right? So what generally happens with the new generation is that uh, they are very good at sharing stuff, right? Uh, so uh, if something is working for them, they will make a video out of it that this is working for me. Why don't you also try it? This is how I have tried it. This is my way of taking it. Uh, you know uh, this. Uh, so they do it for cosmetics, they do it for clothing. Uh, they do it for uh, any regular habit that is working for them. They do it for the Stanley Cup going viral is another example, right? Uh, so people who found that creatine is working for them, they, they went out and expressed it on social media and it kind of just circulated very, very fast. So that is uh, another reason that I can see that it's working. Uh, and uh, third is, of course, the both male and females are adopting it because it has a use case for everyone. Right, so that is one big advantage uh, that it has. Uh, that uh, even for a male or a female, or any kind of uh, strength training goal that you have, whether it is building muscle, whether it is losing fat, whether it is, uh, you know, you want to excel in a sport like boxing, swimming, any resistance-based sports, you will find a use case uh, for creatine. I see. So, what are the key benefits of creatine? Like when people take creatine, right? What are some of the key uh, uh, key results that they want to see? See, the main key result uh, that they want to see is a change in strength, right? Uh, so the change in strength is uh, that, let's say, if you were lifting uh, 10 kgs on a particular exercise, you kind of see uh, that doing more repetitions for the same weight kind of becomes very natural, much e easier than before. Or, or you start to lift heavy. So you are now moving to a 12.5 kg, 15 kg, right? And... Uh, uh, there is a there is a cyclical effect of creatine, right? So of course everybody who's listening to this podcast understands the basic physiology, right? Uh, that how do you make muscles? Is you go to the gym, you break your muscle fiber, you put your muscle fiber under stress, they get broken down, the cells get broken down, then they take nutrition from the blood, uh, which is macronutrition, protein, carb, fats, and micronutrition, uh, vitamins and minerals in order to make new muscle cells, because the body says ki body says that the current number of muscle cells or the size of muscle cells is not able to lift the load. We are getting broken up. Let's make some new cells, right? And uh, the protein plays a major, major part in terms of providing the nutrition to make new muscle cells. Now see how beautifully this works. So uh, you have creatine, uh, you are lifting more, you are lifting more, you are breaking more number of cells. You break more number of cells, you provided good nutrition, more cells are formed, your strength increases. Right, so it's a cyclical behavior between uh, a good creatine supplement, a good uh, workout which has been done uh, to get you into a anabolic stage uh, of building muscles, uh, breaking muscles and then building muscles and giving it the right nutrition and rest, right, in order for all of it to come together and provide you with strength gains, uh, size gains. Uh, there is also some kind of a size gain which happened. Uh, so, but I would attribute much larger to a strength gain that everybody is seeking. I see. So the effectiveness of creatine, I guess, is what is uh, the, the the reason that's driving its uptake that rapidly right. in across India, not just in India, but US and yes. Singapore, like you mentioned, the Google searches, they, are, they have already uh, over, surpassed that of um, whey protein as well. Absolutely correct. Absolutely and, and for your company, you were saying that it's a three times increase in sales over the past Absolutely. year. Yes. 
and uh, yeah so three times so uh, fortunately see uh, where the market is attention also goes there uh, so we uh, so critine unfortunately hasn't had any innovation in last 10 15 years right uh, which is good also which is bad also good in a way for the consumer it's a simple critine monohydrate molecule which works right uh, so so very good from the consumer uh, sense that uh, if you are getting a very good source of critine monohydrate because source can also be a problem somebody might be mixing adulterating etc etc but if you're getting a good source you will get more or less good results uh, bad because uh, there is no further innovation which is happening and nobody is challenging that how can it be further enhanced right and that is where our uh, research team kind of took this uh, challenge right and uh, what we saw was that uh, can we increase creatine absorption right so can we take the absorption let's say it's a very hypothetical it's not an exact number so if you're taking 5 grams of creatine and 60% is getting absorbed and 40% is getting eliminated can we increase this number so that a person gets more advantage per scoop right and uh, that is where they went to the drawing board and they have come up with a formulation uh, where it kind of makes it more bioavailability of creatine uh, for the user per scoop that they take right uh, so uh, we will uh, launch the product very soon we are also getting into the clinical research studies for this and hopefully we will all have good news to share very soon yeah indeed you were saying that it's the launch is coming in about two months time in india the, the upgraded Absolutely version correct. the one with upgraded higher, version yes higher bioavailability yes so higher bioavailable version uh, would come more or less in two months uh, in uh, singapore we'll have it in another three to four months right and clinical studies uh, will take some time uh, because uh, it goes through a lot of regulatory uh, stuff you have to present the case uh, to regulatory and then they approve it and then it comes to the public yes and then um and you know in the past 11 years right you mentioned that you have seen quite a bit of uh changes in terms of consume the types of consumers uh, that's partaking in gym activities not just men but more women nowadays and also a higher uptake of uh, nutritional supplements for sports what are some of the challenges um, that you are seeing at this point? Like you mentioned at the start, right? Uh, 11 years ago, there's um, a lot of um, uh, issues on the authenticity of fake products. How is the situation today? Correct. Uh, so I would, I would uh, again divide the challenges into the macro category trends and the nutrition trends, right? Uh, in terms of macro, uh, I, I have a very positive outlook. I think I mentioned it before also. Uh, the adoption is happening at a very fast pace, uh, etc. Uh, the only challenge I see is uh, uh, the busier that people get, uh, uh, they they start to compromise on their own health. So that is one thing uh, that I wouldn't want to happen. Uh, but urban life kind of takes that toll on any person, right? You you kind of you start with a good intention. And then you get busy with your day-to-day -day life and you start to give less attention to yourself, right? Uh, so that is one uh, big concern. How can we solve it? I think it can only come from appre increased appreciation of self-care, right? Uh, so uh, fortunately or unfortunately, we all are very good when it comes to taking care of our loved ones, uh, but we are not that great when it comes to taking care of ourselves, right? Uh, so that's a typical human behavior. Uh, but hopefully uh, that will not come in the way. Uh, in terms of nutrition, there are uh, some challenges. In the category, the challenges are still there in terms of adulteration, right? Uh, uh, now the latest we have seen is the problem in claims that we are fighting, right? We are often coming across that people are claiming their product to be 70% protein uh, or a 75% protein but protein is hardly 20-25%, right? And uh, it's a huge, huge issue in whey proteins, right? Because you can fool the traditional gel dal method by adding some amino acids uh, because the test is based on testing the nitrogen released from the product and nitrogen released from protein and amino acid is the same. So what uh, people are doing or what some fraud companies are doing is that they are putting amino acids in their protein product 
so their uh, total amino release, uh, nitrogen release comes to be the same and their protein test gets passed but they hardly have any protein in it and uh, what they do is that they price it about uh, 30 to 35% cheaper than us and uh, it becomes a huge challenge right so for the same uh, what we have done is uh, we we are consistently we are consistently working with uh, agencies who kind of give certificate of authentication so uh, again here we took a proactive approach and we are already working with two to three certifications we have labdoor certification for protein accuracy and uh, heavy metal free certificates uh, uh, that's based out of europe and us uh, we have trustified uh, trustified is an indian agency uh, who is working in the same realm uh, who is kind of giving certification by doing random testing so the good part of trustified is that they pick up their product themselves from the market and they do the test and publish the results third uh, we are working uh, so i cannot reveal at the time of the podcast because we will have a campaign against it uh, in a week or two weeks time okay. and uh, fortunate uh, the good news is this will be the first ever in india and first ever in asia as a product to get this certificate so it's about so, a product with us if with a particular certificate that is not big is not given to any products so in asia yet no none in asia wow in asia right now. yeah so this will be the first one this is again against uh, protein accuracy right uh, so coming back to the challenge uh, the, the challenge is that there is a lot of fake claims right uh, the problem from adulteration has shifted to fake claims that's a huge problem uh, that we are facing second is the supply of whey protein i'm sure coming from the industry you are also aware of it that uh, whey protein uh, supply has been erratic and the, and the pricing of whey protein which is going you know up and down at a very very regular basis is causing the problem for us to cater to the full market right uh, so uh, the protein was whey protein was at a all time high same time last year right then it kind of got relaxed uh, in april may june and uh, from the last four months again the pricing is high uh, plus the availability has been an issue we source our protein from europe uh, from us from new zealand right uh, the, but to get the consistency is a huge challenge i see okay so this is you know one challenge for companies would be securing i guess securing the s- supply and also the cost right i think right. this is also something that is happening across other nutraceutical sectors like omega 3 fish oil yes i've heard quite fish a big oil, issue yeah. fish oil is a huge issue uh, because the demand and the consciousness or the awareness of the fish oil is at all time high uh, but there is not enough fish oil to fulfill the demand are you facing this issue as well for us uh, is a smaller product right uh, we have faced the challenges of increased pricing of the raw material uh, but we currently have not faced where it is not available to us right but of course uh, it's 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 a much smaller product in our kitty right uh, so i'm sure somebody who is let's say a best seller of omega in us might be facing this issue i see i see what do you think is one positive change that you would like to see in this sports nutrition industry for this year uh one positive change uh, definitely i would want to see is uh, appreciation or or the knowing the awareness of importance of protein for the new consumer set which is getting added to the industry right uh, so as i told you that in last 5 years a lot of new customer has come in and a lot of female customers have come in right uh, the major issue or the major myth in female consumer is that moment they touch a dumbbell or or a, or a strength exercise or the moment they have proteins or whey proteins in their diet suddenly they will bulk up and grow huge muscles right so that's a huge myth uh, which refuses to go away right and uh, why i feel really sad is because a good protein diet or a high protein diet has been proven as a sure shot way of weight loss right uh, so the three fundamentals of weight loss is calorie deficit uh, doing strength training or increasing your activity and having a high protein diet right uh, so these three are the key uh, of any weight loss program 
right? Uh, but that appreciation for protein and protein supplements, uh, as in when it flows to the female audience, if it happens at an accelerated pace, I would be a very happy person. Okay, I see, I see. So the appreciation of protein, it's um, it's not very well appreciated, as in it's not fully understood, no, especially fully amongst, understood, yeah. it's amongst the women consumers. Absolutely correct. Absolutely. So it's for for them. It's mainly they take it um like you mentioned just now. Is it mainly for weight loss? Uh, see, uh, uh, out of uh, so most of the women, right? If you ask them when they enter any activity area, uh, the first benefit they are looking for is a weight loss. So uh, let's not look at weight loss from a, a very biased, right? You know, everybody wants to lose fifty kgs. It is not like that. So somebody, everybody is at a different level of fitness. Right. So for someone, it might be a weight loss of two to three kgs. For somebody, it might be a bigger weight loss because they are on the higher side of scale. Uh, uh, they are on the obese side or the overweight side. So it varies for everyone. Uh, but the first priority uh, that when we have spoken to female consumers, more than 60, 65 percent of the times, it is some kind of weight loss that we're looking at. The quantum might change from a person to person, right? But the goal seek is largely weight loss and toning up. What sort of sports do you do? Oh, I am a, I am a iron lover. I go to gym every day for at least two hours, right? Uh, so I am a old school bodybuilding person. I love to build a body in a particular shape, right? In terms of sports, uh, I am now not that much into sports, but I was a, I was very much into sports during my school time. But after that, I got into gymming and I fell in love with gymming. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that was like more than eleven year, years ago when you Correct. started gyming. Yes. Yes. I see, yes. I see. I see. Yeah. I think it will be interesting <laughs> for people to know as well. You know, like the business owner of a sports nutrition uh, yes. company. What? 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 What types of sports do you partake in? Sure. sure. Yes. Cool. All right. Okay. Yeah. Thank okay. you for your time. Have a lovely right. weekend. If you like this podcast. You can subscribe to Neutral Champion on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You can also head to NeutralIngredients-Asia.com for more content and news on the nutrition industry.